<laughs> we know you have a lot of choices to make today. Like which gluten-free snack will be yours at lunch? You put a piece of cheese down there and you'll find out. So thanks for choosing our pod. I can roll. We were going into how you had met Joey a few years ago, but you you lived in um, I heard you lived in North Carolina and Florida, and you've been living in LA now for around five years, just shy of it. Yeah, yeah, just about five years now uh, in LA. I was in Sacramento before this. I was in the Air Force for six years. Um, really? Born in Florida, lived most of my I'd say young life in North Carolina. Yeah, because the so you were in the Air Force for six years. You said where was most of this? Mm-hmm. Did it rotate to where, different places? You were. Yeah, I spent my first two years in England, and then I spent uh, four years in Las Vegas, and I deployed to Iraq and Qatar. Wow, so that yeah, yeah you kind of get used to being the nomad if you're in the military of any sort. My dad was in the Air Force for four years and was stationed in Little Rock. So Right. Did you like uh did you like being in Vegas? Um Vegas is good. It it gets old after a while, but it's uh it's always something to do. It shit's open all the time. That's a bonus, <laughs> you know. The only place you lived at overseas was the UK? Yes. How was that? I mean, it was, uh, how long were you over I, there I for? Loved, I loved England, except, I loved everything about it except the weather. <laughs> that's it sucked, yeah. That's what I've heard from my two friends who lived over there for, or they're born there, actually. But other than that, they're, I mean, because there's a lot of, a lot of history over there in so many different categories. Were you into that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff? Oh, absolutely. And it was kind of fun because my last name is Wellington, so my name was everywhere. You know, so that's pretty fun. There were streets and bars and, I mean, just everything. They have a plane, a military plane uh, called the Wellington, uh, Wellington Boot. You know, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, they, um, where did you start, um, how old were you when you got into the Air Force? Um, I was 18. I went in to basic training uh, just three weeks after I graduated high school. Wow. So was that... So I went, that was fast. It all happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to go ahead and go because I, otherwise I wouldn't. You know, I, I knew if Thank I sat you. around and waited, then uh, something would have come up. I would have met a guy, some stupid shit, and, uh, and I would have stayed. You know what I mean? And the beginnings getting to where you are now as how long have you, you've been a regular at the store for a little while haven't you been um well i work there i am technically still a door guy not a regular really 
I don't, yeah, don't know where I through not the... an easy place <laughs> to get into. No, no, because um, it's been through so many different times to begin with. Because it had you know the the people who were the pioneers, and then there was kind of like the '90s where stand up was in a weird area. But now it's got all the players it does out there. Because you you look like you're pretty close with uh, with Felicia. Oh yeah, Lisa Michaels, we do our podcast obviously. together, and she's she's the best. Love Felicia. When did you guys? Uh, how did you get tied up with her? I went through the store. I met her. I actually met her at the store working the back door. Um, she came up and introduced herself to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I know who you are." <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, right into I, I, yeah, I knew her. I loved her voice. Uh, I knew what her voice, you know, sounded like. So I asked her if she'd be interested in doing a podcast because I was like, you know what? I think just in general, our uh, our voices would be would complement each other. You know, since she is uh, a lot higher and I'm a lot deeper, and that was the beginning of it. And she kind of brushed me off to begin with, and then, uh, <laughs> and then before you know it, we got the Liars Club, and we've been doing that for I think a little over a year now. Wow, I love the Liars Club. I, I, that was one of those kind of things under the rock I didn't see for the longest time, but it's. A hidden gem, especially because you're doing it right there with the people you are in the store, who have all I've yeah. heard through different channels of life. You know, whether it was on Joey's show or if it was, you know, like the the Skeptic Tank or if it was the church. But I, I, right. I've heard her for a while. Actually, I think I remember hearing Felicia on um, Comedy Central when I still had cable. It feels like so long ago. It's only been like two years without it. But right, she's been at it for a while. She uh, she was on Full House. She hates when I say that, but I, <laughs> I love that credit. She was uh, Dave Coulier's uh, girlfriend on really? uh, Full House. Yeah, <laughs> for a couple episodes there. Excuse me, I did not know that actually because they know they're they're doing the. Um, she hasn't been in the new ones, has she? The reboot. No. The ones I, I always think of the '90s one when that show comes to mind. <laughs> Yeah, she was in the '90s. Yeah. Wow, so she's been uh, so she's been into show business for a long time. Sounds like she has. She was at the store, I think, uh, beginning in the late '80s. Whoa. Yeah, so, she got passed when she was young. Young. She was. I think she was only like 20, maybe 21 when she got passed. Holy hell! So, I saw you were in. Um, you had a credit for being in the Mule. The new, uh, the new Eastwood movie uh, on your page because I, I looked through when Mike Klein, a guy we had both been talking about, were connected to uh, from One by One podcast in the church. He was saying that you were, um, you had some acting credits that you did. And when I started to look uh-huh. at your IMBD, I realized that you had been because you mentioned Felicia doing some, taking some acting roles. I didn't know you had as well. How was that, uh, the experience of doing, or was it not like experiencing a Clint Eastwood movie? It was just, you were fortunate enough to be a Uh, part of it. Definitely fortunate enough to be a part of it, but I got to meet Clint Eastwood, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, Holy shit. You know, I'll never forget that. He's a a legend, uh, and it was really fun. I had a great time, and Clint is super nice. Like, he's just a nice dude. 
and I found out he used to hang out at the comedy store back in the day. Yeah. I had, uh, I didn't know that. <coughs> was the, um, yeah, because he was a big name in San Francisco back in the day, obviously, because, you know, he was in politics and he's Dirty Harry. Dirty fucking Harry. <laughs> but he used to, yeah, there was somebody, I think, like one of my parents might have told me that that he used to frequent the store back in the day, like in the I, the 80s, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, did. Um, and, I, and yeah, and no clue. And he's, I mean, he's older, definitely like slower um, than you would imagine, uh, just from what you people have. You know, you think Clint Eastwood, you get a picture in your head, you know? He's definitely right. slowed down because he is older. Uh, but just a really pleasurable guy. He tried to make a little joke. You know, we're all playing. Uh, I was the only non-lesbian playing a lesbian. Um, and he he may try to make a little joke and said, you know, I love everybody. I love you guys. I love lesbians. I love anybody that loves the same thing I do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's the... He's not changed in the sense of where I think nowadays I'm always going to think of like Grand Torino was the last of his, you know, the a different, the final era of Clinton Eastwood. But everybody always, yeah, of course, they're going to think of like Josie Wales or you know, him holding a 44 Magnum. But that's that sounds exactly like what I pictured him to be. I'm so glad to hear that with all the stories of people who go to get there 15 minutes and then it turns into a half an hour and they become wrapped up in themselves. That's great. He was selfless like that. How'd you get connected to the project? Um, I have a agent in Atlanta who submitted me for that. And I was actually on the road in Dallas at the time, whenever I got the audition. So I, I taped the audition on the road. Uh, and I booked it right off the tape, so I didn't even have to go in for a callback or anything like that. That was awesome. Uh, oh. And then before I knew it, I was in Atlanta filming. <laughs> and they filmed, was it all, from, uh, for the most part, filmed out there? I think pretty much everything was, uh, I think everything was filmed in Atlanta. Uh, I think right now it, things are just cheaper and stuff to film out there, so a lot of people are filming uh, in, out of Atlanta. It was fucking hot. It was in the middle of summer, and they had us on all those big jean jackets and shit. But it it was uh it was fun. Yeah, Atlanta is it's about what uh, eight hours from where I'm at in Charlottesville. But how is do you get to go back a lot? Um, I think I had asked you this actually months ago, but talking about how much you come back to North Carolina and Florida. I mean, is it not? It's really just when you tour that you come back it's really somewhere. just when I tour and I was just about to go and open for Russell Peters in Charlotte uh, in March and that date got cancelled it was the end of March oh um, because of the COVID so Comedy Zone that really sucked yeah the Comedy Zone we were going to do a full weekend there with Russell Peters it would have been amazing I'm uh, he'll take me out again I'm sure he's a nice guy but that just was a big letdown it was a big bummer everything started to really I mean it was in January I first heard about it really and intensified to where it has now it's just uh. well you're in South Carolina right actually no um, I've had family from around the Carolinas South Carolina specifically um, not many from north but I've been Charlottesville what Virginia yeah exactly that's where I was grew up um Right outside of Charlottesville, actually. It's just 
this little town called Earliesville of like five thousand. But I'm it, my school was like probably ten minutes, and you're in Charlottesville, not even. It's kind of grown around here. I mean, we didn't really have a lot of names that came through at first, but we started to get, um, you know, like Mark Norman came through here and Hannibal Burris, a few others too. They always go to either the Paramount or the Southern. Um, like Tom Segura did the Paramount recently. So we're, we're trying to get the, get the name growing a little bit more. But I've had a, the pleasure of seeing a few people at the Southern Cafe is probably the most popular place for stand-up here. That's cool you were going to go to the comedy zone because that's one of my favorite places that I've performed yeah. at before. I've been there one other time. I, I hosted for uh, Natasha Leggero and Moshe Catcher. It really? was fun. I tell you, it, you know what? The comedy zone feels like just like a, I don't know, like a barbecue joint. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you walk in and you're like, we're going to do comedy because this looks like we're just going to eat some barbecue or some shit. It's just your uncle cooking shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like that because it's kind of there's a weird uh, little like yeah you, you kind of got to go through the front of it it's like I, I don't know if you've ever been to Laughing Skull in Atlanta yeah the, I did the little like uh, the get smart segment of it where you have yeah. to go through the whole restaurant to get to the back where the actual club and stage are <laughs> I love those little places but yeah it's definitely a Charlotte vibe when you're at the comedy zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because they're like using those, if I remember correctly, they had like these wooden tables and then they had the, um, the chairs, they just look like cafeteria chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, they just gave it that vibe. I was like, okay. Yeah, it, it was a very, and they, I remember doing video with them because they offered it and it wasn't that much. It was like $10 and you can get it filmed. But they had it from the weirdest angle I could have imagined. I posted it on my, my YouTube page, but they just had a, a few things that it was... It's like, you guys just coming from, you know, your your other job at Ruby Tuesdays or something. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's always fun going back to the South, though, too. I remember I did a show in Florida, and this big cowboy redneck guy came up to me after the show. And, I'll, and he was like, oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm like, oh shit! He was like that black, that black dick joke, and I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> he was like that black dick joke is hilarious. Uh, and I was like, wow! I did not see that coming. <laughs> I love it. it. You get this a different feedback from every every place has its own algorithm when you're doing a set yeah. live. <laughs> Yeah, was, I thought that was hilarious. I just thought, oh, shit, what is he going to say? But that was funny. It tickled me. Where's probably your favorite? I mean, do you have a place that you like to go to each year when you go out at doing any touring? Or was there somewhere that you have went to one time and you haven't been back to since? There's one place I've been to. I've been there one time. I'm dying to go back. I think a lot of comics would agree with this. Once you go there, you're like, this place fucking rocks um and that is comedy works in denver yeah, i opened yeah. for uh i opened for whitney cummings there and Holy it shit. is amazing 
Whoa. It's just great crowds. It's huge. Everybody is just on board. They're there for comedy. They love it. They buy your merch. It's, they have good food. It's a great club. I have a friend in Denver. I have, have heard of that place, but I've not gotten to go out to Denver yet. But that would probably be the one of the top ones on my list out there to see. Yes. You know Whitney pretty well? I know her podcast. Um, I don't... I've not watched enough of her stuff, but she just started doing episodes of that recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know her, you know, from the store and going out with her a few times. She's great. I mean, she's fucking hilarious. Uh, she's so funny and she's so quick-witted uh, and so smart. Uh, you know, it's very intimidating. Um, but I definitely, she's somebody to look up to. I... I I really admire her in the way that she has uh, excelled her career and it's uh, gotten funnier and funnier and she doesn't she doesn't quit like she just keeps writing and I just I love that about her she's got uh, she could take the she could roll with some punches that's what it seems like she's got just the, the thickest skin for the business Really, and that's something that you got to have, especially even more so when she was coming up, being a woman in comedy. I mean, I, whatever, people can have different opinions on this, uh, but I also worked ammo in the Air Force where I would have been, you know, in most most cases, I was the only woman or one of very few. Yeah. Uh, and it ain't, it ain't easy, you know? It is not easy. I don't care what you say. You have to prove yourself and you have to show them that you're not going to take any shit. Uh, and, and that can be... You know, it, it, it's a very it's unfortunate that it goes that way sometimes. But I think it a lot of it goes to if you have an understanding of the way a, a guy is thinking, that'll help you translate it's in society 100 percent for somebody. That's where I pick my sister. I'm glad she had me growing up now because you get a little bit of a different awareness if you grow up with a brother. Just the it's true. The shitheads we are. <laughs> yeah, you get the inside creep. Like she knows what really what a big creep you really are. <laughs> she has the full <laughs> understanding of how to soul read me. That's <laughs> where I think it's very scary when you get your wife eventually because she's <laughs> she's got all the power, but a sister gets you they ease you into marriage. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, so you're, who's your, um, I mean, but I, I don't know if you had known about Whitney really before you started at the store, but who was growing up for you, who was the, the Rushmore, you would say? The, the Rushmore for me was, uh, was Roseanne. Roseanne? Yes, yeah, 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 I mean, <laughs> Roseanne, she came out with the sitcom, it was like the first of its kind down home people living their life and that's what I can relate to uh, and she didn't take any shit and she said whatever she wanted and I love that I fucking love that about her now is she a little crazy now yeah <laughs> they probably <laughs> they probably should have turned her Twitter off uh, a long time ago uh, but they didn't so she's a tricky got, one you got what you got <laughs> it's hard yeah. to decipher what exactly somebody is saying when it goes through Twitter, you know, depending on professions, I guess, 
but that, there's not really a change in what language is, but you're trying to dictate it through. That is a change that has happened in society now, especially with iPhones. You have no idea what somebody's saying when they're tweeting, have just bombed it whatever time in the middle of the night, you know, however many cock- yeah. concoctions deep. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but I, I exactly. love Roseanne was the show back in the, It was her and Peg Bundy were personal yes. heroes. 90s heroes Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. I love Peg Bundy mm. and Married with Children. That was such a good show. That was the one where guys had the mom who they could have the crush on, but then also they had to lure you back in with Christina Applegate when she was younger. That was where I liked Katie Seagal because she just... She had this thing that worked so well with uh, the guy from Ed O'Neill from Modern Family. That guy's hilarious to me. That was my my childhood growing up. That was one of my shows that I would be a different yeah, person without married with children. What did you? Again, uh, they, but they weren't fancy. Or, you know, like we still have our soap operas here in the U.S. and you know it's got people waking up and evening gowns and it's just unrealistic I mean if you want to watch that that's great but it was nice to have some options uh, like that like Roseanne and Married with Children you know yeah I mean it, like the uh, I just think of some of those shows that were on back then that really set the trend I mean another big one was I was uh, I had Mark Norman on a few months ago we were talking about his Seinfeld being such an influence to him and are, we're us agreeing on I, th- I think you definitely both of I would of us would agree on Larry David being one of the people for at least comedy writers has to be the top of all lists absolutely hilarious Jesus. hilarious <laughs> he's got his own sense of humor and it's, it's so funny that just shows you if you stay true to yourself most of the time that's that's the route you need to take because that's the funniest I mean, he's he's got the. It's a very. I always with Seinfeld. I think they were good for describing what day to day life was. I, I, a lot of people relate to that point. They have a very, a very good awareness, especially in New York City, where I, th- I would never, never, ever live, even with a parent from New York. Couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> hmm. I also remember watching the sketch like if living color was huge to me yeah was huge all the wayans brothers in the 90s were they're different from what you think about yeah because all of us think of scary movies and you know all the little stuff they've done on netflix now their specials but that was the beginning of them and jim carrey was a good addition yeah oh yeah i mean i had jennifer lopez as a fly girl (laughs) come on (laughs) (laughs) It killed me with the, yeah. The, I think that one really gets. It's a shame how swept under the rug that show got over the years because it was so, it was so big for that kind of humor. And I guess these things like Fresh Prince of Bel Air and that kind of stuff were more popular at the time. But that's where it's so you have to give it. It's put it in the Smithsonian because it was sketch comedy before anybody was doing it other than Weird Al pretty much. There were people I'm sure who, on the more Yeah, yeah they had shows, they had SNL but this was like a it just had a young, fresh feeling. Yeah. 
right? Exactly. Than any of that, you know, SNL was starting to feel old. It's, you know, that's a shame, too, because they had a really, there were good people on the lineups in the 80s, but that's where, yeah, the 90s, they had, their whole existence was owed to so only so many people, you know, with the, the Farleys and, you know, Phil Hartman and whoever, with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, Norm MacDonald. Can't forget Norm. My... Yeah, yeah, Norm's great. Have you gotten to meet Norm? Um, I don't, I think I've seen, I think I have maybe seen him at the store, but I don't know that I have officially met him. I know um, our booking um, manager at the comedy store, you know, he did a show with him on Netflix that, uh, what was it called, the Norm McDonald show? Was that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, where he right interviewed one. people. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, he, yeah. he had one that's, on Comedy that's the guy Central. booked for the comedy store. That's um, Adam Egget. He's on that show. Whoa. That is great. Uh, it's a crazy connection right there because Norm has been doing. Uh, he had one on Comedy Central, too, that I always confuse with the two. But I know now he has the one. Um, He's had a lot. He's like he's had Mike Tyson on it, and you know Sandler, so many different people pass through. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. that about him that he worked at the comedy store like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jane Fonda was on there. I got to work with her on Grace and Frankie, which was pretty awesome. Again, that was a legend that I got to meet. It was pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Jane Fonda. I just get the. Guys always have the if you were around enough for the the eighties image of her when the home workout videos. Yeah. yeah. That and Baywatch had to scar us us late eighties nineties kids. So you'd always have and to don't get it twisted because Jane still has a rocking fucking body and I think she's eighty now or something like that. She oh. looks terrific. It's my best friend who worked at the Funny Bone in. Uh, in Richmond, where I'm actually getting ready to move into a few months, just to outside of Richmond, but we, he worked at the Funny Bone and had a lot of different people come through, and she was, um, she came. I know, like you know, through some of the, she goes to comedy clubs and pops up at random entertainment events. But he and I were talking about um, her one night, you know, after he gotten off work, and he was telling me just about some of her. Uh, her sex stories in the seventies were like the <laughs> the top of the mountain. <laughs> like oh to, shit! Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, with Warren Beatty, like his kind of it was like them back in the day, and who else? I'm thinking of a blanket here. Raquel Welch, I guess. Uh, she, well, hey, look, I've slept, I've got to sleep with somebody famous. You know, you know, we were just talking about the show Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know the Butler. Jeffrey. Yeah, his son. Sweet Jeffrey's son. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> I use that on stage, but yeah, everybody thinks I, I slept with Jeffrey. And I'm like, nah, his son. But come on. <laughs> Holy God. Hey, he's getting, he's a rich butler now wherever he's at, and his son doesn't have to work a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy hell. That, that is one of those things that, yeah, I never... I've not actually gotten to have the talk with a guest about yet, brought up about how a uh, 
you've been able to sleep with a celebrity if anybody has before. <laughs> we're, we're charting new territory here. Yeah, yeah, you should. That should be a segment. <laughs> What's the most famous person you've ever slept with? Oof. It would be people. I, I would start at. Uh, I'd have to start with the people I've, I've met before and go from there because that's a task and off in itself. <laughs> My dad was the one who met. You talk to people in small towns; they're gonna be like, "I, I don't, I don't know. I slept with Miss Snake Charmer, 2013. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> My only one I can think of for me was close enough. Is there's a girl who was on the news because she uh, she rushed the stage at a Kenny Chesney concert and like <laughs> took his guitar and. They met after the show, and he, like, took a picture with her, like, kissing her cheek or whatever, <laughs> and she told me that, and I said, I, I don't know if that's, I mean, I guess you were on the news for it, so more power, too. You weren't, like, in his music video or anything, but. Right. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Put that in the category. Why of... not? <laughs> yeah. You're one degree away from Kitty, sleeping with Kitty Chesney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want. The man knows his remedies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was just... I was glad that I was able to get you uh, today because I, I originally had yeah, the 15th was where I was thinking about it. But with all this, the changes that were made, I had all this time where I was in the studio for the next... Last night and today doing these. And I thought it would make more sense if you were at home because you've probably been indoors now what for at least a month at least a month it's really i'm starving for just some human interaction <sighs> like this is fun i get it like we're talking this is kind of human but i mean i'm just used to being at the comedy store you know all the time and Ooh. i'm there and i'm talking to people and i mean so much so that I, that would start to get on my nerves you know and now i'm like i'm i'm starving for it you're made for. I mean, some people are digging this. That's that's weird. Yeah, I crave that attention too, but I don't. When I get off in the evening, that's where I'm also like, I've loved this sink into myself. But it, to have this has been a complete 180. Thankfully, there's still some parks near where I'm at and things like that where I can you know, be around somebody. But it's just been my neighbors for about a month now. And you, you keep saying that you're in studio. Is uh, The studio to me looks like your front porch, back porch? Actually, yeah, it's well, we're at the studio, but we have the one that we're usually at closed off. So for this one, I technically am setting up the equipment outside um, on the, the back area of the place, but it's set up to where there's, we've been able to put equipment out here before and do outdoor episodes. I just don't do them a lot. Um, but this is a studio of my producer, actually, that he has at home. We had been doing it also, just been kind of uh, taking precautions because we didn't want to mix too many people in the sound booth together and throw their whatnots, the germs into the place in a small area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll sit in there. I didn't think of it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'll be Rocket Man in there in the studio just by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but we love doing the the outdoor ones. It's been also freezing, so I haven't had as oh. much of the chance. I know you're. It's probably not like it's much warmer out there, but it has. Been, it's a little bit hotter there. Yeah, 
yeah. I mean, it's actually it's been in the sixties today. It's actually been pretty nice. We just had a lot of rain for kind of like overcast than yeah. what we're used to. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to get back nice this week in like the seventies. It'll be perfect. So at least I can be outside in my yard. <laughs> you can perform for performing for the cats still. They're always there. Yeah, we have so many alley cats. I can do that. And the <laughs> raccoons and the skunks. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you do a uh, a tribute to. He's one of my favorite comics. Patton Oswalt did a. Uh, I want to shout him out for this one. For a, a COVID video he did right as all the closing started happening, where he's just performing in his front yard for his. <laughs> he's got like the two ninety-five-year-old neighbors next door to him, or the the millennial couple in front of them. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, it's amazing that nobody wants to, now that we have the time to do these things, I've never seen with city streets around here with the garbage that's been sitting out that, you know, it's their spring cleaning, but like two times that like we we're fi- We finally have time to do these things, but nobody's doing it. I'm just starting to see that trend catch on where people are cleaning their house. Yeah, my, my place has never been cleaner. It is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I've cleaned Time behind to. the refrigerator and the stove. Like, I pulled all that out. I got down there with a paint scraper and scrape shit and fucking shit I just haven't, I haven't done. I was like, why not? I got the time. What's the... As, have you had time to really, I mean, sit and think about what will be next for dates, anything like that? Just uh, have I had, I've had too much time to fucking think about that shit. <laughs> too much time. I'm gonna tell you, you start to, you start to panic. I've been panicked. There's moments where I'm like, oh my god, I think we have to move to North Carolina and wait it out, and then come back. Uh, Thomas not coming back ever. Uh, Felicia was just talking to Lori Kilmartin today, and Lori Kilmartin seems to believe that comedy won't come back for like 18 months, and like that scares the shit out of me. Oh. Uh, I need a job. I work at a comedy store, and then now I'm thinking, do I need to work at a grocery store again? Like, what? What? What am I gonna do? It's I, that's the maddening part about it is what is available to people. You gotta really. It's not just like you're getting on, you know. Indeed, all these things, and they, they could do it for you. It's it's fucking crazy. I mean, I have no answer for it, as does nobody right now. Hopefully, I mean. Yeah. For you guys, 18 months, everybody wants to be like, oh, well, that's that's a time for a creative boom that we've never seen before. It's also like, well, there's a, a creative hole that is not being filled in my pockets right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to try and stay hopeful as much as I can and try not to stay in my head with it. I mean, I know things will work out one way or another. Um, it's just... I mean, I don't know how many people will be able to hold it out if it goes that long. I don't know. They got to give us something. I mean, hopefully, because originally they have a, um, there's a distillery that my friend works at around here, and it's owned by um, Denver Riggleman, who's in the um, in the U.S. Congress, Virginia, and he was where we get, we try to get as much inside knowledge as we can about these dates of when things are coming back but i've heard all the way to you know through july 4th we like to get it back to all the end of august to 18 months it's just but with comedy god that's got to be 
That's a weird one to try and figure out. Yeah. I mean, are people going to want to come to live shows? Are, there, are we going to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The store would be probably one of the first places to to close. Were they one of the first ones when all this happened? Out around L.A.? Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, as soon as they did the mandate, and California was pretty quick on that, you know, we were we were, we were done. <clears throat> that was it. Oof. And they've not... Do you talk to anybody who can... You know, has been giving you any updates on it, or they've just been radio silent? It's been kind of radio silent. We haven't heard much more. I mean, from what I hear, we're extended at least through May 15th at this point, or May 13th, something like that, um, for everything being shut down. And then when you watch the news, it talks about how everything's going to be like, have to go through a slow, gradual thing. And I feel like any kind of entertainment thing will be, will be last. But then again, you know, people have been cooped up for so long that they may be wanting to risk it and just go out and maybe they've already been exposed and they think (laughs) it's fine. I don't know. They're going to want to go clubbing and going out to eat and going to shows. I mean, hopefully, I I don't know. But at the same time, I only want that to happen if it's safe too. And it's weird because it's not exactly like it's going to be, there's no chance of it permanently leaving so what exactly is going to be yeah it's where you kind of yeah they say we're gonna we're gonna have a, a boom again in next fall so we're gonna be screwed either way is what they're saying that i can't imagine working at um yeah my my espn the boss had on because that was where i was working uh you know some hours there in the uh in a studio around where i was living at at the time and they had to close down all the tournaments early, everything. Now I'm thinking it's not just going to be like March Madness is gone, but the NFL will lose at least. Uh, uh, you know, NHL, that'll suck because NHL is the backup to me, really, other than like watching UFC and boxing. That's about all else I watch in right. sports is NHL. I mean, that's crazy, though. They shut down the NBA. They shut down <laughs> the NBA. Oh, Isn't the NBA. That, insane. <sighs> just a. Uh, very, the, the NBA was one of the first ones that was had all the controversy tied to them. I, that's right because I know they <laughs> they sparked a if you spark a response from South Park. I think you're doing something well with your life, and that was where they started calling China out and everything. And that was where I started to pay attention a lot yeah. stronger. <laughs> you're like South Park is talking about it. I better fucking beef up on what this shit is. They just know they have a weird instinct, those guys, for some of these things. But it started to, yeah, one of these guys that I worked with at ESPN was in studio, and I called him about how I, I couldn't make it in that night for something, and he was going to actually cover me. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I mean, if you're not sick, and as long as you haven't been uh, you know, coming back from China anytime soon, I think you're going to be good. Had no idea of what exactly was sitting ahead of us. But out there, it was probably, it had to be a different, God, a very different feeling from around Charlottesville, Virginia, in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody else was kind of slower to get 
um, get things rolling. My, my dad is in South Carolina, and yeah. it took a while for them to start shutting shit down, but now they have shut everything down. Like, you can't even drive into the state. Oof. I didn't, uh, you know, I don't think I had heard that, actually, about there, but I, I have some relatives in South Carolina. Where is your dad's? He's in, he's in Myrtle Beach. Is he in Myrtle? Really? That's where my, mm-hmm. uh, my grandma and my aunt are actually, uh, living in Surfside. Or used to live in Surfside, but now they're more closer to uh, getting out past North Myrtle and all that, um, like a little past Surfside Beach. But I didn't know yeah, that they just, they shut the state. He just moved there like a couple of months ago, and this is my dad's dream to live in Myrtle Beach. And then shut down all the beaches. I mean, you know, this is Myrtle Beach is the white trash mecca. Like that's where you want to end up. But, um, <laughs> and for my dad, I mean, he's living it, you know. And uh, so he's only been there a few months and he's so pissed that the beaches are closed. He's like, we finally get to move here and I don't, I don't get to enjoy it. God, because they had to cancel everything in a month. They have the biker weeks down there. And that was the definition of a living hell on your ears. Like worse than being at Metallica show, worse than being at any pro sports event. You get all this stuff that's been stopped. I, that makes sense, though, because they don't want uh, people crossing state lines. That would make right. That would not be smart on anybody's part. Though they haven't. Virginia's got such a just a wackadoo government. Like we've our laws make no sense with this right now and how to stop it. It's like oh, you can only go to the store or go to your job, but they're not going to be able to. What if they? Don't pull you over. It's just as simple as that, Governor Northam, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel for your dad. Oh, man, that's because he's got a... Hopefully he'll get... I mean, you can still get some walks in as close to the beach as possible. It's just he won't get to get, like, the full-on summer tourist kind of thing going on that they get every right. year. Their 4th of July is on steroids down there. Yeah. Everything's big down there. He likes the SOS. Yes. Festival. I think that's down there and all that. He likes all the beat music stuff. What is it about uh, Myrtle that he made him want to go down there? Was it a thing from being a kid he saw like on TV or something or just learned about well, it over he, time? Well, for one, he's always loved the beach. Like he, Oh, I love the beach. He loves the oh, beach. Yeah. He's always loved the beach, the ocean, being out on it. And then on top of that, uh, Myrtle Beach has a big beach music scene. You, you know the dance called uh, Shag or the Shag or Shagging? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad's a big dancer, loves to dance. He's really good at it. Uh, he's won some competitions and stuff, Shagging. Uh, and so he that's what he loves to do, and they have a big scene with that down there. Yeah, they, I know they have – It's they have the one that's always advertised on the drive down there. It's on Broadway – they have all the big country names that come through there. I mean, it's, yeah, they, but you also could get, if you go down to the, the dive bars, like at Garden City and all that, you'll find the really good local bands that play there. That's where I was glad I actually went and looked around a little bit. So your dad is still, right. does he still do shag competitions? Yeah, he does a little ones at the clubs and stuff. Like he, yeah, he, he absolutely, and he wins a lot. He, He's really good. I remember when he came to see me in England, he came to visit, and he brought this shirt, 
and he it was it said uh, Sugarfoot Shag Club, <laughs> and on the back it said We do it for fun. And I was like, Dad, you can't wear that in England. No. Shaggy means something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Sh- <laughs> I mean, they got to start. <laughs> now you're starting the those tees. I like it. Just put like the Austin. Yeah, that's the thing. You you would confuse it with Austin Powers for some people. Or I shagged in yeah. some city. <laughs> Everywhere you go, I shagged in <laughs> Memphis. I shagged in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you still like to? Uh, I don't know if you. Well, if you really were big into it ever, but do you like to go out dancing? I know that's the. You got the area for it around there. Cause I don't have anything but farm country here. When I was a teenager, I, I would. Uh, I've never been a good dancer, though. Uh, I don't have any rhythm. Uh, it embarrasses me. <laughs> so, I'm not big into it. I'll watch people. I like to listen to music. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a big dancer. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not into... Not about that. I'll do the... Any mosh pit somebody has I'll, I'll throw myself in there somehow but there's not really a neat I mean you think about dancing again yeah, you have to be kind of got to be a club rat to do that yeah that's my opinion on it because a lot of people just want to go to bars and no I just I want to drink I think I'm good there you know, right. got my IPA ah so do you get to go um, I mean what would you before all this what would you do when you weren't at the store? You know, what kind of kind of shit is there that you're into around that area? I mean, plenty of shows, definitely. There's plenty of shows. Um, I went to a play with uh, my friend Yoshi. That was my first, like, real play. Um, I was actually just starting to venture out and do more things because everything I've done has been centered around comedy for so long. Like, you go here because they do a show, or you go here because so-and-so goes there, or, you know? So I was trying to have a life outside of uh, a comedy. Yeah. Um, it's tough where you're at, I, too. Yeah, and, and you, sometimes you just need a break, but then they really, they gave me this, which is too much of a break. But, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to I was trying to venture out and do more things. I, was, I remember, you know, back in the day, military was like on a bowling team and i would go do shit like that and i just haven't done stuff like that in forever there's too much of that stuff you can put on a list it feels like you can if you put enough time into it you could become hey you could become you know one of the guys in the big lebowski level like pro bowler yeah something like that now i don't know a little more it's a little more interesting of a code to crack because there's got do they have a lot of um you know, when I hear about L.A. and all that, of course, everybody's talking about the the expensive clubs or, you know, going to wineries. But how are the breweries, you know, those kinds of those spots? Is that what you're trying uh, to get out to more of, sort of? Yeah, yeah, that or, like, they have uh, – I went to David Buster's for the first time ever. Really? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I had never been to one, and I was oh so goodness. excited. Really fun, and they actually had like super cheap drinks. We had a great time. Um, so yeah, I was just trying to do shit like that. Like they have plenty of breweries that I would love to hit up around here. Um, they have they, they have great restaurants. I mean, all kinds of things that I haven't uh, I haven't done. There's they do have. A, I want to go. I'm 
I'm sorry. I want to go to the uh, La Brea Tar Pits. I haven't done that. I was like, I'm. In, you know, when you live in a place, you kind of take it. You take for granted what's available. And all the tourists come, go to the, the LA Tar Pits and all that. And I haven't done it. And that's something I definitely want to do. What are their big? Uh, I mean, their their target seasons for tourists have got to be like you know the Super Bowl and for the you know that that kind of stuff. You know, the, but. I'm trying to think of the. I know of some of the the comedy festivals out there. I don't know of a lot of the uh, things locally to do though. That's what I would be. I was interested in doing that because I was going out to California actually for the first time later this year before all this blew up in December. Yeah, got a little bit more time. I've only been to Arizona and um, Hawaii, Hawaii. Is the local? I've never been to Hawaii. That would be fun. I could see that. I think you would dig it. The the local people there and all the stories you find. And oh, I'm just driving up a random dirt road, and it's a one lane road on the edge of a, a cliff. Just those <laughs> little experiences. Well, I had a guy. I had a guy get on me one time, and it was the most like backhanded fucking compliment. He was like, "I am from Hawaii, and you know what? Your body type." would be uh coveted there they love big women i was like fuck you dude what (laughs) (laughs) he's like you would be so so beautiful in hawaii and i'm like oh and i'm not here you dick (sighs) that's just (laughs) there had to be something clicking in his head that was just not at all translated with that statement (laughs) ah on behalf of many, many men, I, I like to apologize to all female guests because of <laughs> us as a race. <laughs> we give the we have perspective too from me and my my audio guy who's sitting with me because he has got uh, he's got a sister too. It's his only sibling, and so do I. But she's a nurse right now. God, I count my blessings with this. Oh. Fuck, it's a pediatric nurse too. <laughs> so. working with them you know and she well used to be concentrated as a pediatric nurse but now it works with all sorts of patients but they've they were already making arrangements to move hospitals into new locations anyway and now they can't do any of that stuff and she's working at home with two new kids who are under three years old but it's those are the people i feel like they need to have their debt wiped out medical students and nursing students especially I mean they're not making like doctor money yet what's the reason that they shouldn't have it after all of this stuff That's, I think right. that would be huge if we looked into that idea it's not bad I mean think of they do it for the military and it's not mm-hmm. much different than you know you're basically this, you're out on the front lines of this yeah it, it, it's I, I liked how you know we they uh we know who we're talking about uh mr mr twitter was talking about how he said you know i consider myself a wartime potus in a way i mean it's uh it's weird do you consider it to be that kind of situation because yeah these people are going out and i mean their their lives are on the line doing it anyway and this is just even yeah. more front and center yeah very tricky it is i mean you're going right there where the disease you know is there. You actually know it's there. <laughs> you know, we're trying to at least have the, uh, we have uh, 
the benefit of ignorance, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll never know. I mean, like, you know, it, it, we just have, a, it takes a catastrophe to care. And that's a shame with people in society is that they don't, they not only don't learn until it's a catastrophe, but then they go straight back into the same patterns right after it's over. You know, like the people are moving into their, their living room that still has lava from the volcano that erupted. You know? Yeah. Not wise. You know, grandma's going to keep floating down a hot river. You got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've been watching, as you can clearly tell, too much George Carl in the last few weeks. <laughs> I made it through about every special book, like a few of the ones in the 90s that he did. I mean, why not? It's bullshit and it's bad for you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you got time. Do it. So you'll be, uh, whenever you have dates that you come back out here, though, I would definitely be, whatever that might be, I'm so interested in having you, uh, you got to come do a, a show in Richmond, or I don't know if there will be anything in Charlottesville at that time, too, I'm sure, but either way, would love to, love to wake up and see a, see a show of yours for sure. When, I'm, when I go out there, that is my, my plan now. I have certain people I want to see performing, and you were... Well, I'd love that. If you come out here and the comedy store is open, and hopefully I still have a job, let me know, and I'll definitely make sure you get in at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what that growing up is. If teenage me would have heard something like that, I would have been like the the modern family dad. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'll be, I mean, it, it, that's kind of the, if people look at this as a benefit or not, but that we're all living off of the same schedule at this point right now. It's very strange. We are. To think about. Yeah. Enjoy. It feels like a, just, I keep saying it, it feels like a movie. It just doesn't feel real. Yeah, that's, I guess, enjoy your backyard while you have time to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at least I'm in L.A. and I do have a small backyard. A lot, a lot of people can't even say that. Me and my friend Yoshi were talking about it uh, yesterday. He's like, you know, I feel bad for the people that live in New York because the whole reason you live in New York and you live in this, like, tiny you know, closet apartment is because you get to experience New York every day and you're out and you're not in this closet all the time. And mm. now all of a sudden you're stuck inside this closet forever. And that's got to suck. Oh, I, I get the nightmare. I, I still get some PTSD of my grandparents in New York city downtown and their apartment was, it'd be in December. We'd go there and visit them usually the week before Christmas and their apartment would be, I'm talking like at, uh, over a hundred and then you go outside and you'd be like, this is perfect. And it's like seven degrees outdoors. That's <laughs> what it is. I, I couldn't picture being locked up in that apartment right now. It's a veritable yeah. hell. I know that much. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I can imagine that. I cannot. Do you have some, is it pretty mobile around where you're living at now? Like when you had the time to go out, you know, you could go outdoors. You could, were able to get to things pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I have a car too, but I'm right here, right here, I'm in East Hollywood, so mm. there's plenty around. I live across from a Food for Less, got the corner store, UCB, it's right across the street. That's right, yeah. I'm not, I gotta have, 
I'll definitely see a lot of this when I go out there because my cousins live in San Francisco, but they would wanted to come down to uh, Los Angeles and pick me up from the Burbank Airport. But do you like? Have you been living in East Hollywood since you moved out there? Uh, no, the first three years I lived in um, in West Adams, which is like Shit. South LA. Um, you know, I ended up moving here because I could afford a little bit more, and uh, it's just closer to work. Yeah, but I kind of miss. I kind of miss because West Adams, at least, it just had more of a neighborhood feel, and it was a nice like uh, getaway. When you live here in Hollywood, you never feel like you're in a residential. You know. <laughs> always the band like the the pictures you pick, see in Hollywood you think of Beverly Hills more so I think than you do like the the real situation the people who don't have like Tom Cruise money yeah exactly Hollywood is dirty and uh <sighs> yeah it, yeah it ain't pretty it's definitely not a pretty place and no, not pretty people there yeah <laughs> Where the the news of it's just I can't wait to see where Hollywood's at in twenty five years, fifty years, if I get that chance, because they are they're facing a trivial time in their history right now with streaming and all of that. I mean, that's why I think these movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were so big, you know, such big deals because they're made in kind of the more traditional old style Hollywood sense. But I would not, I've yeah. n- never had the California dream like that to go out and be a movie star, nor will, nor will I ever. I'd rather just do shows yeah. with great people like the people at the Comedy Store and the Funny Bone in Richmond. I'll stick to the the real human beings. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. We'll have to do this, uh, do another one of these again, especially with. Because if, when I'm out there, uh, I mean, I, I of course I'll talk to you in advance about it, but I'd love to be interested definitely in coming on the uh, the the Liars Club pod for sure. Okay, yeah, let me know. Hit me up. Let me know when you're coming. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll have. Uh, I've been talking to you about that uh, the podcast maybe in July that we were going to do for the few other people too. There's a guy I do know at the comedy store who will be on that the group chat um his name is aj and he's a comic out at the uh the comedy store who does um a show with uh don i always get his name wrong don barris don barris yeah they do what he's a cast member in that so i think he's gonna be one of the names on there but i was glad that once what i went back and listened Mike mentioned your name I looked up your material because I was like oh yeah I've heard Jessica Singleton before and I've been streaming so much of your shit now especially I was you mean you mean Jessica Wellington right I'm sorry did I say Singleton uh-huh. I did Whoops. oh my goodness I had just been looking at something with that name earlier this afternoon and well, I Jessica did... Michelle Singleton is great we just had her on the podcast I love her to death so if I get confused for her, I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad. <laughs> How do you, you guys do. Um, you've not been doing that recently, though, right? It sounds like not from home. The Pretty Little Liars. No, I've not seen anything. No, we have. We're doing like three a week uh, that we've been doing on Zoom. 
I'm just trying to figure out now. I didn't realize that you could go live on YouTube or Facebook on there. So we're going to probably work on that um, this week. You're keeping that going. So the, you're, it's going to be all through. You guys are in one location or are Yeah, you on I the mean, road? we just, we're all, no, we're not all in one location. Everybody's just uh, Zooming in using Zoom meeting. Uh, and we record it that way. We have, we actually had the privilege uh, since we've been in quarantine. I got uh, Tito or Ortiz to do it. Um, anyway, champion. Yeah, it was pretty fucking awesome. Whoa. It was cool. He's <laughs> he's god level to me for the way he has gone back and forth with Dana White over the years. So that would have been an honor to have that man <laughs> sitting down. Yes, well, you gotta watch it. It was really good. He's so he's such a nice guy. That's the one. So nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I watched. That's the last post I saw you and guys had put out it um, until I looked today, and I was kind of skimming through to see. But how did you get lined up with with Tito? Well, I opened. Uh, uh, I was doing some shows with Russell Peters in, in uh, where were we? Was it Hisano? No. Brea, I can't remember now, but it was somewhere not far from here. Um, and uh, he came to the show, he came to Russell Peters show, and he came backstage and talked to us, and I met him there. Such a chill guy. Yeah. Nothing but good things to say, because I mean, he was a uh, for every guy they always know him as the pioneer of the game, but he's just he's got kind of like a was it me or did he have kind of like a dad humor thing going to him? in some ways yeah I mean I can see that he's just like such a nice charitable guy very much so um, that I could see that I could see you that that being like a dad aura or something you know like the one who takes you know he might bust balls with you but he'd be the first one to go to bat for you if something went yeah. down exactly like he would kick the shit out of somebody <laughs> yeah God, I can't believe he's still in the cage these days. Oh, it's just I was watching him and Chuck Liddell like 15 years after that the first big fight he had. That was where I started to really know what the UFC was was when they had his event originally with Chuck. I mean, he would be he really did. I mean, he catapulted the UFC kind of to a a mainstream light. That's so so chill that you had him sit down with you guys. He's, he's, yeah, it was really an, it was an honor, and he was uh, like I said, he's just a, such a nice guy that it it was real. It was a pleasure. It was pleasure was all ours for sure. What's the idea now for um, for some guests? Have you how do you guys do that? You know your process of lining them up to be on. <laughs> we just it's just luck sometimes, and you just reach out to people and you hope that they like the idea and I'll go for it um we had Jessica Michelle like I said we had Jessica Michelle Singleton on um we had Matt Brogner on we had Tito Ortiz on we had uh we're gonna have Ian Bag and Lori Kilmartin on Friday um yeah yeah we've had some we've had some really good guests so we can't can't complain and it's hard for it's harder for them to say no now because we know they're not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the lasting meme through all of this is i gotta run oh wait where to there's nowhere right <laughs> <laughs> okay, well exactly i guess you can pull it off if you say i'm i'm an athlete and you're actually going to run but yeah 
there's no real way to you can prove that through the phone. I think they'll still think you're bullshitting. <laughs> Baby, this was uh I'm glad we worked some time out to do this episode and I was uh I was an instant fan when I started to listen to more of your stuff out there because obviously, you know, everybody always wants to go off of the first bits you have on a, on YouTube today and that's where they judge you so fast which makes no sense because it's you get very little from a, you get a lot from a first impression but you don't get enough and I liked your uh, the first one I saw was you talking about um, you know moving to LA and talking about La, La Fitness what you yeah. out there <laughs> I had still well, it really I was such an idiot that really happened. So I was like, "Well, fuck! I have to, I have to do this on stage now." <laughs> <laughs> There's truth to it. There's those stories that are too, uh, too good to be true. You know, when you get out there, especially, and you're finding uh, things in a foreign territory, you like to. But it sounds like you kind of have that explorer bone to you where it doesn't there's no obviously if you get on stage I mean you don't have intimidation by a jury of your public peers but you like to kind of be your own person adventure yeah absolutely um I like to try new things I'm always done at least try thing, most things once yeah Whenever yeah you can. why not you only live once fuck it were you are you more blown away now you'd say by I don't, I don't know if I should coin it as blow away kind of <laughs> with the uh the appearance of but did you like do you miss the uh the smoky mountains and the east coast you know that kind of stuff out here or were you happy to be out by cuz you mentioned you love the beaches was that something for you mm-hmm. no transition bs that came with um. it well, I mean, there's some things I, that I miss. Sometimes you miss the small town feel. Uh, but overall, I like being around people and things going on. Uh, I love, I didn't realize that you could be close to the beach and still have dry heat. So uh, uh, that was a thing. And that's beautiful. And that, that's something that the East Coast does not have. No. So they can keep their humidity. And I will stay right here. Thank you very much. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the West Coast. I love the vibe here. It's usually a lot easier going than say like New York or something. Go 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 on the East Coast. Um, I I love I love California. I, I really do. It's got its own. I mean, it gets kind of sucked into the the L.A. rep too much when you're describing it to a lot of people who are from outside of there. That's what I've always gathered, and yeah, I like that. I'm with the trying things at least one time. I've always been interested in at least going out there to see it, you know, get the West Coast culture a little better. You should. You should. As soon as this is all over, although right now you can get a really cheap ticket. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I, I can pick... There's so many different ideas I've had of where friends are in San Diego or, you know, my cousins visit me, but, you know, you're, what could you do at the same time? It's like, am I ever going to be able to pay like $85 for a ticket again or like 160 round way? And this is not even like I'm booking through the, the ass that is Spirit Airlines. (laughs) 
Like that, that atrocity of an airline. It, it's actual, like, you could go through Southwest Airlines or some of these places and yeah. find these deals. Like, holy shit. I'm going to have to do it. But Yeah, my friend, uh, during this, she uh, she flew to Atlanta. It's a $75 round trip. Wow. Uh, That's crazy. Take it in, kids. You're never going to see this again. Ever, no. ever. <laughs> That's where I've been doing. I'm working on a, a, a little piece... I call like all these the COVID photos I can take from here, that and put them online just so people can remember these times. But it ends with uh, a picture of Kmart because the the one that's in my city right now I'm living in is closing down. So saying the last one hits home, I had to include Kmart in there as a little. A little is that is that the last Kmart there is? Because I don't think there's many left. Oh. The one in Charlottesville has been long gone, but uh, this one is actually a little bit outside of there. Um, but it's it was emptied months ago, and they just have the the empty building sitting there. And I just drove by it the other day, taking like some of the uh, the photos I could for this album for COVID. But I saw that and I thought that'd be a great way to end this meme of photos. Say, uh, you know, this what last one hits home. You got all the like Circuit City. I remember that back in the day yeah. when that closed down and Radio Shack. Oh, Radio Shack, yeah. Woo. Radio Shack, that's the one. <laughs> the store that made average everyday Americans think they were a record producer. <laughs> no, not all of you are Dre, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. N-O. But, hey, we will, uh, as I get ready to jump off of this, I'm definitely will let you know when uh, we got the the release date coming. But to have you on today, uh, I had this made my day even better of doing nothing like the last thirty six of them I've had. This is a little better today well, to have somebody. Um, thank talking. you. I'm glad that I'm better uh, better than doing nothing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right back at this you, is, buddy. Right back at you. This has been good stuff. <laughs> It's either, oh, yeah, you think about what you could be doing right now instead of uh, instead of being a part of this infamy, but glad you've been, glad you were so gracious to uh, give us some of your time out there, and uh, hopefully you get some of your dates together soon enough here, I mean, as soon as you can, but let me Thank know. Thank you, same to you, knock wood, knock yeah, wood. Of course, and yeah, we'll see if. See if the old government has our back, or if we're uh, we got to go John Rambo on this world and get, get our way back in there. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope not. I really hope not. But we're we probably will. Whatever we can have that inconveniences us, you know, that's the way I look at it. So let's be inconvenienced again. I'm ready for it. As long as it's not <laughs> in my own house anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jessica, well, it did. You are fucking awesome. Thank you so much for your oh, time. Thank you, dude. We'll thank do it you, again. Thank you, for inviting me. Thank you so much. Of course. Always welcome. And shout out to our sponsors, LOTP, Wildcard Arts and Entertainment, and No More Thinking, best t-shirt company in Tucson, Arizona. I will even put out there Arizona. Wow. Uh, oh. Once again, honored to have you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. You stay safe. You too. All right. Godspeed. Hi.
Next time my place.